Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom from modern day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Welcome, Mandy. Mandy Bishop's my guest today. Um, yeah, excited to be able to share. We've only talked twice, I think, um, in our life so far, and both times we've had some really potent conversations and a lot of shared interests and philosophy, so I'm really looking forward to where our journey might go today. Thanks so much for being here, Mandy. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really honored. Um, I can't believe we've only talked twice in our life. <laughs> it does feel like a lot more than that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It's so interesting to put it into like human perspective, human time frame perspective, because in a way it just doesn't, If I don't know, there's so much resonance, it doesn't feel like... It's only been two times. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The feeling Much to talk about. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And we already have, and, and then there will be more. That's yeah. the nice thing about life is it's so much to talk about, <laughs> so yeah. much to explore and experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, to start things off, if you'd be willing to kind of just orient us a little bit to your current landscape, um, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit about you know, who you are and, and what you do, your age and stage of life, who your people are, whatever mm -hmm. that means to you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, bring us to where you are right now so we can journey from this uh, starting place. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm 42 mm. and, and that's always kind of like a fun little party trick of mine because I, I look nothing like 42 <laughs> <laughs> and, and often people guess can't guess my age like we'll we'll guess you know decades younger or somehow like older sometimes like mm. because i've had a lot of life experiences but um so it's it's interesting age to to divulge mm -hmm. um and i'm from colorado currently live in colorado still um from denver and have always lived here um in large part because I was my, you know, my mom was here. My mom was sick for most of my life. And, and my sister and I took on caretaking her. Mm. And so we've stayed in the front range area this, this whole time. And, um, my dad's no longer here. He's, he's in the, um, middle America region. Mm. And, um, so he's living, but in a different place? Is that yes. What you mean? Okay. Yes, exactly. Yes. First, I thought you meant he was deceased. But <laughs> right. So my mom is no longer here deceased. Okay. Uh, she passed away a little over a year ago. And my dad moved away when I was in college. So he lives in um, the St. Louis area. Gotcha. Yeah. 
that's still living. Okay. Yeah. And um, like as far as my people go, the first thing that comes to my mind are my my ancestors, you know, mm. um, who are are very much. I, I got so emotional in that uh, um, kind of dropping in, calling in, just moments ago of calling in my ancestors, and which doesn't always happen, but feels mm. like it's here today, and I'm I'm just so grateful that they're with me you know yeah and it's been like one of my biggest prayers that they that i could have connection with them and i do mm -hmm. it's like it just feels like a you know like a huge life dream mm. that is happening and so i, I feel very grateful that my ancestors are here mm -hmm. at least the ones i know right and probably the ones i don't know um I'm sure they're probably here too, but I just am not quite in relationship directly with them yet. Yeah. So those are the, that's what comes to mind, you know, um, and my sweat lodge community is really a huge part of my people mm -hmm. and um, feels like family to me, you know, been, I've been in ceremony with the same group of people for like, I was trying to figure this out the other day with the, the man who pours the water for our community. And <clears throat> I was thinking that it was like 15 years that I've been going around that community. And he was certain that it was a lot more than that. Um, I don't know, like I don't have it recorded or anything, but it, it sure feels like from the time I was a child <laughs> to now, <laughs> but you know, it's, I know it wasn't literally that it just, um, I think emotionally and spiritually, you know, when I 100%. arrived there, <laughs> I was very much a kid. Yeah. And those folks in that community have, have become family, you know, mm -hmm. and shown me what, what like reciprocal love is and what community could be what community is what you know yeah. what long-standing relationships can look like and right so um i think those are the well and there's another piece that comes to mind in terms of my people is um the plants mm. and so <clears throat> i guess to just like answer more directly your question of what do, you know what do i do <laughs> is i well i do many things one of which is farm and um, I, I suppose I would say I'm a folk herbalist. So hmm. I've farmed for a long time now, um, organic and sometimes biodynamic. It depends on where I'm at, but, um, just really growing food and preserving food in a, in a homesteady regenerative way, um, is it's the way I like to live and what I really value and I'm very passionate about herbal medicine, and I think that's something that comes directly from my ancestors. And hmm. um, so I, I feel like for a very long time, if not always, I've gravitated toward the plant people, you know, and um, either wildcrafting something or foraging something to eat or growing herbs and making teas and tinctures and salves and different medicines and 
Um, and it's like my great, great joy to be able to give that and offer that mm. when someone's in need and it, it just lights me up. So yeah, that is something I, I love to do. Um, and then aside from the, that plant portion, I also have a business that I started called Old Ways Wisdom hmm. um, about five years ago. And it initially started as a coaching business, but it's really morphed um, as I realized, you know, I'm really not a coach. Like, I, I went to school to become a coach, but yeah. um, it's not it's not my natural, like, it's not where my natural gifting lies. Like I can mm. certainly do that job if I need to, but, um, I've been like on a quest to really understand what old ways wisdom wants to be in mm. a more natural, like flow. Yeah. And, um, and really that has to do with uh, like deeper soul work. Right. Um, and, ritual and being with people in um in a mentor kind of capacity mm -hmm. exploring s ritualistically who we are what we're here for you know what our relationships are about and um what what our stories are mm -hmm. so that's um you know that's been an ongoing exploration for me to like help what what it created as old ways wisdom become what it need, what it wants to be right right i i love that you are willing to like may i don't know if you said it directly like this but what i heard you say was like you're like listening to old ways wisdom what it wants to be rather than like the Western ego driven is like, okay, I'm going to create this business plan and here's, here's going to be my products and my services and, and whatever. But you're really relating to this being this entity called old ways wisdom to, mm -hmm. to learn like, okay, what wants to come forth from it? Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I mean, and it's certainly, <laughs> I have that like, uh, conditioning that yeah, Western sure. conditioning, yeah, you know, and I've really tried hard to sit down and focus and like figure out what are my offerings? How am I going to make money? What is this? Mm -hmm. You know, like I've tried to do that, that, um, Western way. Right. And it doesn't work for right. me and it doesn't work for old ways wisdom. And I've, yeah. I, th I think I've realized that through a lot of like toil, mm -hmm. but that, okay, like this is a being old ways wisdom is a being and it, it wanted to, be born you know it wanted to be created mm -hmm. and um and just like you know a tree or or an animal or any one of us like it has something it wants to offer and so i need to listen to that and it's right yeah it is it's only it's only been through trying to do the Western thing and having that not work mm -hmm. <laughs> for me, you know, re mm -hmm. recognizing like, oh, this is very constricting. I'm like suffocating this thing that wants to be alive right. by trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. And I, 
that I, I realize like, oh, I have to let it go. I have to like be willing to let go of everything that I thought mm-hmm. and and see what wants to emerge from it. Right. Definitely. I mean the I I mean two images come to mind as you're describing that. Both uh I think soul work in general, which I want to come back to, but but parenting as well. Like you can be really directive of like, okay, no, this is my kid and because it's my kid, it's gonna do these things and it's gonna be these things and it's gonna be good at math or whatever. Um, or you can really listen to like well, who is this kid and mm-hmm. what what is this what has come through this being right here? It's a totally different approach to parenting. Um mm. But, and I think it's really key to, like you said, that you're honing in on soul work. And um, I, I agree, I, I do a lot of soul work as well. And it's not something that can fit with any sort of prescribed model in my experience. It really is a, a deep listening and watching and relating to and, um, and, and, and mentoring and ushering type of a, a process when you're working with soul and it, or, or relating with, I think that like, and to me, as I've been working with my own soul for 15, 20 years, and it's still this process of like this awkward relationship dance of like, okay, I think I know who you are, but who are you today? And, mm. you know, it's such a, a rich process. I see how coach doesn't fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, can, is that what you found too? Or like, tell me more about like how mm-hmm. you orient to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, even down to, um, like, being in relationship to time, like working with individuals and, mm. you know, at some, we, we, we are in this like Western human system where we have to, we all have schedules and, you know, we have to say like, yes, a session is one hour or something, you know, right. right? right. And I find that so difficult with the kind of work that I, I think I'm more oriented to do here. Mm-hmm it gets really hard to put a time around it, you know, around Mm -hmm. soul work, you know, to say, yes, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to dive into your soul and in an hour we'll wrap it up, you know? And like, it's, it's like, I feel like, um, working with soul and working in a spiritual way, time doesn't make sense. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like the work happens on its own time when it's ready when right. it wants to, when, when you're ripe and when you're ready, you know, and when the conditions are right. And so it's very hard to say one thing I found difficult and I'm still finding my way with this with, um, that is certainly what I found difficult in the coaching paradigm is, is working within a time structure and, and many kind of models for coaching for offerings are like, well, this, this is a three month program. And by the end of three months, you will have X, Y, and Z. And, Mm -hmm. you know, these are your, these are my deliverables to you. And, Mm -hmm. um, that is not possible. Like that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel authentic to me Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, like, I guess it's a dance I'm still tr- I'm still trying to navigate because on the one hand yeah we have to come up we we are working in in a western world you know right. so like we do have schedules and we we you know we do have to f- figure out like what timing works and what time frame are we talking about if we're going to uh, work together you know mm-hmm. but 
at the same time balancing that with the authenticity of I don't know what this process will be for you, you know, like I don't know what your soul's needing or or where your being will need to go. I don't know what your ancestors are going to guide us through. I don't, you know, like I right. I can't possibly tell you what you're going to get at the end of this. Exactly. And it's about trusting and engaging in the relationship and trusting the journey. Like um, when you talk about the time frame and we're going to have these outcomes or whatever, that's like such a Western patriarchal masculine type of a thing. I feel like that our souls don't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and our, our logical mind wants certainty. And so like there's, there's a bind of like, oh, well, I'm only going to sign up for a program with this coach or this therapist or whatever, if I know I'm going to get these outcomes. But yeah. unfortunately, like I think you described it well, our souls don't work like that. But to have a, a partner uh, to help guide along the journey, um, then soul works possible. Yeah. 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 And well, and, and that brings me back to like one of the things you said earlier about your lodge community, about being engaged with them for 15 or more years. Like to me, like that's where the soul work happens, like over that time yeah. with a long relationship. Um, yeah. And uh, I had a similar experience with um, with a lodge and, and Native American uh, people I've talked about a little bit on here um, that like there when you get in ceremony there is no time i mean you're lucky if the ceremony starts on time but other than that <laughs> <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> you just get into this other space and, yeah. and that's necessary <laughs> yeah 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 it is it's like and i think that informs so much of how i see the world you know mm -hmm. is is my experience in ceremony and, and um recognizing like yeah time time is weird in ceremony it is not linear and and in a way like one thing i've really struggled with is that I, i've really kind of grown up you know in in my um ceremonial life with a strong belief that money doesn't go with ceremony, mm -hmm. you know, those don't mix those two things. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I feel strongly about that. Like I was really taught that mm -hmm. and, um, like to be really skeptical of somebody charging for ceremony, you right. know, and, um, and yet like, I've really been confused around that it with my own work with soul work, because I feel that well, every time I engage with the living world is sort of a ceremony, you know? Right. And like, certainly I approach any kind of one-on-one um, -on -one interaction with a client in a ceremonial way. Like, I'm always praying mm -hmm. to, and I'm, I'm setting a container and I'm entering into the unknown and I'm, you know, like in, in every way to me, that's a ceremony. And right. so I've, and and even when I when I go forage when I go wildcraft medicinals that I now like sell out of my apothecary that's a ceremony mm -hmm. a very much a ceremony to Definitely. me and so I've really struggled with like I think one of the areas in my life that's been the most challenge for me is my relationship with money mm. and partly because like 
you know, I'm so strongly taught about that, like, don't mix ceremony with money. And so I'm like, well, everything's a ceremony. Right. And I don't, I don't want to charge for it. Right. You know, and, and then I'm like, well, God, how do I get, man, you know, bills just keep going up. And I'm like, I, mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, I've really struggled with my, that relationship. Like, how do I get in myself into a relationship with, with money and in a way that I can like befriend it mm -hmm. and bring it in where it's appropriate mm -hmm. and not, and recognize like, well, what is that teaching about? You know, like to not mix money with ceremony, where's that boundary for me? Right. Right. So it, that's, that's been confusing. You know, it's, it's a challenge because I do life is a ceremony. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a hard thing. And it's, yeah, I've wrestled with that for a lot of years. I think literally one of the things that helped me the most with it was like when I go up to the reservation and we do ceremony up there, it's like literally like we have to buy food for the kitchen to feed the people. And we have to have porta potties on the ground that cost few thousand dollars you know that like mm -hmm. and it's like if nobody is giving the money then we have nowhere to take the shit literally yeah. right, right. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty literal it's pretty literal <laughs> <laughs> and so like yeah i mean i think it's a great area of exploration but to find like to me it's about finding this balance of um the sacred and the mundane and the physical and the spiritual and the as we're talking about time i'm thinking about like kairos and chronos and and i don't know that we can get lost in either one of them but how do we live in the tension between these things is uh, is where i find a little bit of peace but also a lot of struggle because there's still always confusion and uncertainty and tension with it too mm-hmm yeah. 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 And I think about how, just think about like the times we're living in, you know, and um, whereas previously you, you might have brought a blanket or a basket of food in exchange for a personal ceremony, you know, mm -hmm. um, we don't live in that way as much anymore. And those are resources that right. would be exchanged for a healing or a ceremony or, you know, of some kind. Mm -hmm. And our resources these days that we value is like paper money. It's, mm -hmm. you know, that's, and not even paper anymore. It's right. Like, yeah, whatever, exactly. <laughs> the weird crypto world or whatever, you know. Um, right. But it, it's like it, it's an exchange of resource. Yeah. And that's one way I've tried to start to expand like this is. This is an energy and it's an exchange of resource mm -hmm. one for another. And, right, right. And then the other thing I've really tried to sit with is what's that teaching coming from? Where is it mm -hmm. coming from? What's, what's the root of that teaching? And I, I think it has a lot to do with, um, and this is like a bigger kind of conversation probably around appropriation and other things, but are you trying to gain something right personally right by doing this ceremony right. you know whether it's status or financial wealth or you know financial gain or um some kind of ego thing mm -hmm. are you trying to use this for your own personal i don't know good like not good but like you're are you trying to use it versus is this an equal reciprocal exchange exactly yeah 
Well, and you just alluded to something earlier in your own work when with working with people in soul uh, that reminded me of one of our previous conversations talking about a mentor of yours that um, there, when you say like, what are you doing this for? I'm, I'm thinking of both the person coming for the ceremony or the healing as well as the person facilitating. And when I heard what I heard you say was that when you're working with somebody, you're honest on some level of like, I don't know how long this is going to take or what your path is going to be or what your ancestors are going to say or whatever. And and that is such a, um, a, a tenuous, uncertain, humble place to come from where I've worked with facilitators that get caught up in this outcome-driven mindset that's like, oh no, we're going to do this ceremony and you're going to be healed or you're going to have this outcome. And my experience is it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> So I think that like there's so many nuances and dynamics that we're kind of circling here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That to really say like I don't know, we're gonna engage in this together, and we're gonna do our best, and hopefully something good will come of it. Like, yeah, that's the the medicine people I've respected the most. That's kind of the approach that they take, rather than guaranteeing. A, oh yeah, you're gonna be healed here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, it seems like guaranteeing, oh, yeah, you're going to be healed here has so much more to do with the facilitator and mm -hmm. whatever they're needing. Right. Versus, you know, the the ceremony itself or the person who's asking for it. And, and to approach that, like as a facilitator, in a way of like, I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Right. I'm here with you right. and going to like be open with you and let's let's be curious about it. That has so much more to do with the person right. who needs the healing, you know, and not me, exactly. the facilitator, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Being in it to be a, a healer or a facilitator, like that's part of the what are you getting out of it thing. I think that maybe you were pointing to earlier mm -hmm. that, um, yeah. I think that can muddy things mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. My experience it has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to say. Is there a yeah, story there? I'm not above it. Um, well, it's just been a huge journey, you know, yeah. like I, I um, have come in from, like most of us, a challenging childhood, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think most of us, I, everybody I know. Um, and going through life challenges, you know, like I just, I've had a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. I live with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's been a process for me, especially trying to learn how to be a facilitator mm -hmm. and how to like hold space for ceremony. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a huge learning process for me to figure out. I don't even want to say figure out. That's like not the energy to, to like um, relax into mm -hmm. not not knowing, yeah, being comfortable with not knowing, mm -hmm. you know, and trusting that like that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm still enough, mm -hmm. even if I don't know the answers, or even if I can't guarantee the outcome, or or if this, you know, doesn't go the way that I thought it was gonna go, or or whatever, you know, right. like that's, I think a path of tremendous courage mm -hmm. and, um, tr 
trust <laughs> and trust is hard, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like for me, trust has been so hard on mm -hmm. all levels, like right. with myself, with others, with spirit, with everything. Right. So, you know, it's, it's like, just to be real and honest, you know, this has been a huge learning curve for me and I'm still right. learning it every day. Right. So. And for me, it's being okay with failure too. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that's what helps me trust is like, okay, I'm not going to get attached to an outcome and this might not work. I might fail. Um, yeah. 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 Hmm. Which is scary. Like, yeah. yeah. Failure is hard. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's like embracing that possibility of failure then allows us to take risks, you know, and then. Right. Yeah. Go out, try new things. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to just push pause on our conversation for today, but be sure to come back next week because as always, the conversation gets deeper and more insightful and we can really see the bigger arc of the picture. So be sure to check out the next episode so that you can continue receiving the medicine that our guest is so willingly sharing with us. Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might have inspired you to think about how your life, too, is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life, too, is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others, we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode. And if not, that's okay, too. We hope you'll continue listening, keep reflecting, and help you see how your life, too, is the medicine. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.